Welcome to the Growing in Grace podcast, where you can listen in on some casual conversation about the good news of Jesus without all of the inconsistent religious double talk. If you've ever struggled with feelings of hopelessness, guilt, and despair, or wondered if you're really right with God, it's time to discover the true freedom that comes with the gospel of unlimited and overflowing grace. Hi, once again, for the Growing in Grace podcast. Mike Kapler here. Hi, I'm the Cap. That guy right over there, the man who pulls up alongside people at red lights and asks if they have any gray poupon. It's Joel Brzezinski. I just asked them if they're listening to the Growing in Grace podcast. <laughs> gray poupon. Excuse me, sir. I should have I should have worked on saying it like Bill Murray and Stripes. Oh. <laughs> you know, that's a fact, Jack. Jack. The podcast. <laughs> now I was watching. Um, somebody put together a video of like '90s commercials. I think it was '90s, and they had the Grey Poupon one in there, and like the "Where's the Beef?" and well, that might have been '80s. I think it was. Yeah, I watch a lot of these little things. I just entertain myself with. <laughs> Facebook shorts and or Facebook reels and YouTube shorts and and then I realize oh I have a life I need to stop doing this and move on to something else but <laughs> I have fun with them from time to time. All work and no play makes Joel a dull boy. Yeah, and I don't want to be a dull boy. I want to be a real boy. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, okay, so a few programs ago, you and I talked about sharing Jesus, how to go about it, maybe in a better way than what we were taught, uh, trying to leave works out of it and just pointing out to Jesus to people, uh, and uh, without, and you know, the, the, the failing of works and bringing the law into it and all of that. We, we did that a few weeks ago. You, you can go look it up. Uh, giving people the good news without giving them the bad news. Uh, and, uh, but you know, that's, that's nature, I guess. I've got good news and bad news. And most people do want to hear the bad news first statistics show, Mm -hmm. but it's not always necessary when it comes to Jesus, because all we've really got here is good news when you think about it. Um, so we did that. And then we've been talking about what is the gospel. So we want to just, you know, wrap some of this up together here because we were, we were just having a conversation and, and thought, you know, this, this kind of all ties in together. So, um, Last week we talked about the importance of understanding that the it's, it's the gospel in and of itself is is not about turning bad people into good people. It's about turning dead people into being made alive. Um, and and so Joel, I, I remember years ago I was a young guy. I won't say how many years ago it was, but we're we're talking decades here, right? Oh, it's scary to think about. But um, <laughs> somebody I worked with. You know, we, we got along pretty good. We we weren't best of friends, but we worked together. And I, I was sharing Jesus with her. I, I was trying to bring her to the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. And she was open to it. Uh, but the fact is, oh, I, to make a long story short, I mean, we had some good conversations, honest conversations. Um, and when, back at that time, I think there was a movie out put out by the Billy Graham uh, Ministries that they uh, somehow were behind. And, and so it was one of these, basically, um, a movie that was des- designed to get people to think about their eternity. 
And so uh, we went to that and it went well. I mean, she, you know, really appreciated uh, the, the message in it and all of that. Ultimately, I, I decided I needed to back off because she just wasn't coming around completely. And, and I think what, what happened before that is she made a statement that I just can't be you or I, I can't be like you. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and then that confused me at the time because all I was trying to do was, you know, trying to, trying to drag her across the salvation finish line. Right. <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, that's all I was trying to do. And, uh, yet they, they said, I just can't be like you. And, I didn't understand it back then because, you know, I just didn't really understand the, the goodness of God's grace at that time. I think subconsciously, you know, what I used to do back then, Joel, was I, I would get people to confess Jesus as Lord and Savior, uh, like what Paul talked about in Romans 10. Uh, but then, you know, we we Christians, we, we have this fine print we don't like to show when we're trying to make the sale. <laughs> mm -hmm. And I think she got a peek at my fine print. <laughs> I can't be like you. That's what uh -huh. she was seeing this whole thing as, is I need, I'm going to have to be like you. I'm going to have to do the things that you do. And uh, she just couldn't see herself doing that. And I, I wish I had known more back at that time. Uh, because I think she really wanted to believe in, in Jesus. And maybe she, you know, Joel, maybe she did. She just didn't come over to my way of thinking about it because I was probably, if she, if she had come over, uh, and and uh, I, I think probably what would have happened is I, I would have started trying to make her one of those cookie-cutter Christians. I mean, mm. you know, we, we say it's all for free, but I was going to try and, and bring her into the fold now. I was going to disciple uh, this person. I was going to convert this person into being like the rest of us Christians are supposed to be, attending church every week, going to Bible studies, stop swearing, stop drinking, stop smoking, and, and whatever else is on that list. We, we don't have time for that. So I just find it interesting that somebody interpreted my approach as I need to, uh, this is what they were thinking, I need to become different. And that's not what the gospel is. Right. And that's, I think, so many people have that, um, have that whole mindset that, you know, you come to Jesus and then he's just there, you know, wagging his finger at you, um, trying to get you to do right. And, you know, the church is going to be a big help in that. <laughs> They're going to preach every week, you know, all these, all the bad things to stop doing, all the good things. To start doing and uh, I had kind of a um, an experience with someone who was maybe a little different than that in that shortly after I began walking with the Lord I had a group of friends and I worked at a, at a place where a lot of my friends hung out it was at a gas station there was a video arcade back there and so one of my friends um, began working there too and he was just he was such a just a really nice guy. He was an atheist. His, his dad had always told him, he said, my dad always told me there's no God, you know, no religion, religion's dumb. And yeah, I'm just, he's, I'm an atheist. And so I was sharing Jesus with him. I mean, he was a young guy, had a big, long beard, tattoos, but he was such a nice guy. Very nice, uh, very kind, uh, very helpful to people. And so I was talking to him about Jesus and I said, you would make a really good Christian. <laughs> and, and he said, really, why? And 
Well, I said, just because you're so good, because you're so nice, you're so kind. And so, and so uh, in my mindset at that time, he already had all the goods, you know, to be a, to be a Christian. He just needed to believe. <laughs> and and um, I, I was so wrong, because like we talked about last week, you know, the parable of the wedding feast, and it was, you know, the, the people that ended up being invited were both the bad and the good. So it had nothing to do with their behavior. But if he would, if my friend would have, if I would have led him to the Lord at that time, it would have been, unfortunately, his walk would have been based, or at least the way that I would have tried to, quote, disciple him or, or lead him in his life would have been works-based. Uh, you're doing good, now just keep it up. And, and now that you're in Christ, you can have a little bit of this extra righteousness added to it, too. You know, this whole, like you said, this holier than now, this uh, going to church, doing, going to the Bible studies, doing all these things that Christians do. But that, I, I would have had the wrong focus. He would have had the wrong focus because it's not about any of that stuff. It's it's about the fact that we've been, that we were dead and we were made alive. And so what I was not sharing with him was the gospel. I was sharing works with him. I was sharing with him, you can you can continue to be good and, and, and believe in Jesus and, and it's all going to be good. But when it comes down to it, the, the justification, you know, we were looking at Romans 4 last week and in Romans 5, therefore having been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. So a person can be doing good and good and good and good and be the kindest and gentlest and most helpful person and still not be justified if, if they don't have faith and then they don't have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. But Paul says, having been justified by faith, not by our works, having been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we also have access by faith into this grace in which we stand and rejoice in hope of the glory of God, and so on. And so that's, that's really what the gospel is about, the good news. You know, sharing this good news, whether you've been bad or good, no matter what your past has been, no matter what your life has been, you can be made alive together with God by uh, simply by faith. Isn't it something, though, when you when you really think about it, how somebody can be kind of down and out, you know, really messed up in their life, done a lot of bad things right and they are just at uh, wits end um, they come to Jesus they decide to believe in him and then you've got someone else maybe somebody a little bit like uh, your friend who is nice and, and good and kind um, one has Jesus one doesn't have Jesus hmm. the nice good and kind person rejects Jesus uh, the person who has done the most wrong accepts Jesus. And maybe even the one who accepts Jesus never really gets into church, never really gets into all of that stuff we were talking about, about being converted and discipled and mm-hmm. and, and turned into a, a Christian robot um, coming off the assembly line. And then the other person goes on producing fruit in the eyes of other people anyway, but they're still dead because they don't have the sun, therefore they don't have life. And that's again what we talked about last week, that the difference between death and life. Hopefully people who come to Jesus will come to a place where the spirit, they will be receptive to um, making some changes in their life if they need to. But the gospel isn't about change, it's about an exchange that took place. 
God exchanged our sin for his righteousness. He exchanged the death that we experienced uh, for his life. And so uh, th- those are just some, some things to think about because conversion, converting, uh, I mean, all of that, discipling people, we've turned a, a disciple from a noun into a verb. Um, and we've talked about that a little bit in the past, but uh, it's it's it goes way beyond all of that stuff. Trying to make somebody into someone that they may not be. Everybody is an individual, right? And God has made each person unique. And I think as we approach people with all of this stuff, we should we should keep it in mind. So hopefully some of what we're sharing here right now is uh, something that um, you can take forward with you as as you come across people in your life. Yeah. I, I, you know, you use the phrase, um, like, recently, cookie-cutter Christian, and the things you're talking about there. And that is one thing I had to learn is that um, it's and it's like that person that you were talking to. She, I can't be like she said. I can't be like you. And I think my mindset many years ago originally was I'm even though I wouldn't have put it that way, I would have said I'm trying to make people like me. You know, because um, I've I used to do and I was that person. I used to do X, Y, and Z. I used to do these bad things, and now. I'm doing all these good things. Now, a lot of that, I, in hindsight, I looked back and I realized that was actually the Holy Spirit working in and through me. And it was good that I stopped doing X, Y, and Z, and I started doing A, B, and C. It, it, that was good, but I kind of based, uh, in, in a sense, my righteousness on the fact that I had changed from doing those bad things to doing those good things. But... I had to eventually realize I'm not trying to get people to have that experience that I had. That's That happened to me, and that was good, but that's not what the gospel is. That's not what I'm trying to do when I share Jesus with people. I'm trying to help them to understand that the good news, like you said, really is good news. That's what we have to share with people. It's good news that we have these riches and, and we can find maybe some non-religious ways to put it to help people to understand, but in Christ, we have these riches. We have the goodness of God. We have his love that we can experience daily through through a, uh, a non-religious, a non-performance-based, a, a non-works-based relationship with him, a union with him, where we've been made alive together with him. We have that in Christ. That's what we have in Christ. And what we've done instead is we've tried to get people to be like us. Or, you know, we stopped doing bad, now we're doing good. We've tried to lead people in that way. It's funny, I just, um, before we recorded today, I started, I opened up Facebook, and I just had it on my memories. And scrolling through, (laughs) uh, on this day that we're recording, um, life in Christ isn't about morality, but about spiritually dead people being made alive. It's for both the person who doesn't, struggle with obvious sins or with being bad such as the rich young ruler or modern versions of him and for and for the person who struggles with being bad such as the tax collector who beat his chest um, there are some very moral non-believers who don't struggle with certain sins that some believers do seem to struggle with but yet they're dead to god spiritually dead I'm echoing what you had just said a few minutes ago with this post from the past. Okay, but yet they're dead to God, spiritually dead. Now, that's the non-believer. And, and the struggling believer is fully alive to God, 
because being made alive to God has nothing to do with performance, goodness, morality, or any such thing. It's all about God's grace through faith in him. I mean, that really summarizes this, that it's um, the whole thing, the whole gospel, not about, not about being bad and being made good, but about being dead and being made alive. You know, Joel, people who are struggling to try to become what God has already declared them to be, that will continue to be a struggle. In other words, if you're striving to try to become more holy, more righteous, more sanctified, more forgiven, uh, more acceptable, <laughs> and, and, and I could go on with, with those descriptives, if, if that's the goal, if, if you're trying to do anything to try to become any of those things, you'll be spinning your wheels. You won't be going anywhere, uh, at least not very far. You know, we talk about discipling people, right? But discipling really just kind of means teaching. A disciple is just a student, uh, a learner, uh, a learner of the good news in this case, we'll say. Um, and so if we could begin to teach people or show people or help people to begin to see who they already are in Christ, instead of working to try to become more of those good things, realize that God has already made them as, as a partaker of the divine nature, as one who has received an inheritance, as one who has been gifted with righteousness and been accepted by God. This has already occurred. I like to say we get to start at the finish line when we run this race hmm. um, because it's, it's really not up to us. It's, it's just accepting and, and believing that what he did for us was sufficient. And so if we could begin to show people that as we're sharing the good news or for those who, who do come across and, and say, I want to believe in Jesus, uh, instead of trying to turn them, uh, recruit them, and turn them into some sort of a Christian soldier uh, and take them through basic training so that they're like all the other soldiers and they can follow the marching orders that the hierarchy gives to them from their church. Uh, instead of doing that, let them be themselves and mm -hmm. show them who they already are. Because uh, once you realize who you are, it's going to be easy to overcome some of the obstacles that brought them down in the first place. Yeah, when you mix together that uh, performance-based so-called gospel with grace, it really is no gospel at all. Paul called it a different gospel, another gospel, which really is no gospel at all. So we'll talk about that next week on Growing in Grace, when you mix law and performance along with grace and how it distorts the true gospel of Christ. This has been Growing in Grace with Mike Kapler and Joel Brzezinski, heard online through various internet sources around the world each week. Access past programs by visiting growingingrace.org. Share it with a friend and listen again next week for more Growing in Grace.